A funny thing just happened. I just recorded five minutes of saying something super profound about my experience this morning, and it all went away because I pressed the button delete. And so I'm going to take it as a sign that whatever story I was telling about this beautiful experience this morning of how I saw the moon appear and disappear really doesn't matter. Anyways, I'm going to keep that wonderful experience to myself and appreciate it as it is. It's 16 October and I cannot believe that I'm almost halfway through the 200-hour yoga teacher training course. And when I think about it, by next weekend, it's over. This one-month sabbatical that I have been wanting for so long is finally coming to its end and I I thought it would feel longer and now I'm starting to feel a little bit sentimental of the fact that I can't have this day-to-day routine anymore just because I have my whole other life to get back to and this is just a version of reality for now I mean sure it can be your full reality but it's not really where I'm at in life and it's crazy how I've come this far and I was only starting to get comfortable with being out of touch and switching off my phone for longer periods of time and just completely disconnecting from work and I mean I do know I do see my emails but I'm just allowing to be out of control completely to have zero say and and it's a really liberating feeling and and I'm starting to really immerse myself into the sabbatical now and of course if I think about it it's going to be over by next week and and that's that that's life that's time it's it's never in your hands and I say this so much because I I truly mean this and it's just we we don't pay attention to these fleeting moments enough because we're so occupied we're so busy doing things and and why do we have to wait until we're older and we're just kicking around and doing nothing in order for us to feel like we have so much time it's almost like when you were a child, we almost felt like time went on a standstill. We had way too much time to do way too many things. And it was really because we were young and we were innocent and and we didn't keep ourselves busy. We didn't we didn't occupy our senses by the pressure of doing things. We were just being ourselves pure kids and there's like an analogy that the life cycle switches around right it starts off that way as a youth and then now we're at the phase where we're just busy and we got shit to do and and time is just going I mean if you think about it we're almost coming to the end of 2019 and how do you even get there it's because it's this illusion of time moving fast but it's really because we've managed to successfully fill our lives up with so many things and matter that there's no space for time 
to be. It's just going as it is. And we're tricking our mind into thinking that it's going faster, whereas like time never really changed. It's us who did. It's us and the way we deal with life. And so apparently the next cycle would be when we're old and wrinkly, I mean, if we ever get there, that time will slow down again because these matters will reduce and and maybe then we'll feel our youth and innocence again of like being in a standstill and just appreciating life as it is in these still moments. On the contrary, you don't need to wait till you're older. I mean, there are other ways to achieve that feeling. All I mean, we're learning this now through pranayama and meditation. I mean, there is a greater reason to why meditation has become such a big thing. It's because it's finally taught humans from a scientific approach on how to sort their minds out or better still, how to just understand this warpole of nothingness and everythingness that we don't even understand within our human brain and it's a tool we all need tools we live in times now where it's just overwhelming and and if if there if it wasn't for tools i don't really know how we would all still be somewhat normal on our day-to-day lives and so Meditation is important, but that is not what I'm going to get into today. Um, I think my latest revelation was probably revisiting the topic of ego. I mean, we've been talking about ego. I don't know we, but people talk about ego so much. It's like, oh, observe the ego or... Or why are you speaking out of your ego? Or or accusing someone of being attached to the ego? And the reason why I'm thinking about this is because I had to do a class this week and shadowed my teacher, uh, Nilesh, for uh, my SOAR class, basically. And what shadowing means is where you basically shadow after the teacher and you assist and you basically wait for instructions, you observe the room, you observe up close, you zoom out, you move around the room, you do adjustments, you do modifications, and you just sort of like facilitate the energy of an entire one and a half hour session. The outcome was that was not so good. I mean, I was nervous. I soon enough with five minutes within the class the teacher was telling me to to move quicker to 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 get out of people's space and and he was telling me to observe to be alert and and apparently i wasn't aware enough i i didn't have enough awareness and i wasn't feeling the people i wasn't feeling the class enough that that my intuition was was somewhat um distracted and and this is this is me, right? Listening to the teacher. I mean, this this is Rachel Lai who has identified herself as being such a feels person. I am intuit intuitive. I am empathetic. I feel so much. I I listen. I know how people feel. I mean, I I I resonate with people. That's how I identify myself. And then 
the teacher kicks me back in my face and tells me, you're not feeling enough and you are not aware of what's going on in a class. It's my entire world within me just went, I guess, it froze. I, I just, I couldn't comprehend. I couldn't understand it. I was like thinking in my head, but but the entire class I was completely feeling. I mean, my energy was completely connected to everyone and I was caring so much. I was giving and I was just trying to be as present and I had, I had my head down. I was, I was, you know, going into their space in humility. I was absolutely being sensitive and I had to reflect after thinking about my internal reaction of what the teachers say to me. And I think it's got a lot to how I have basically identified myself as someone who is self-aware and who is very much aware of the world around me. And I have also identified myself as someone who has, who has a lot of feelings. I feel way too much and, and it's so much so that I, I go silent all the time just because I don't really know how to express it. I don't really know how to channel it. I don't really know how to find the words for it because it's so complex within. And this identification is basically irrelevant now that I think about it. I mean, it's basically, a, I'm not saying it's not true, Obviously, there's a lot of truth to it, but there's also a lot of lies to it. It doesn't mean that that's just who I am. And and that's such a tricky situation because imagine us as humans going around branding ourselves and identifying ourselves and glorifying ourselves through a form of confidence that we we shape ourselves through these identities. And, And... we have to believe that it's true because if it's not, we might as well just break down and fall and nothing would make sense anymore. I think it's important for us to be flexible and what I've learned to really appreciate so far in in this course was discovering that through asanas, through postures, you are basically trying to balance your flexibility and firmness. And it's such a beautiful discovery because imagine yourself in the position of warrior one. The back leg symbolizes strength. The front leg symbolizes awareness. The back leg symbolizes strength, which is firmness. And the front is your awareness, which is basically flexibility. And so every time you get into a warrior one, when you're shifting your weight back or shifting your weight forward, you're really just trying to find that balance between being overly flexible and being moderately flexible and also being too weak in the back leg and then also extending too much strength that you hyperextend, right? And it's like a tug and pull, a twist and turn. It's a beautiful synergy between both worlds and and that's essentially what we're trying to educate our mind from a conscious subconscious and unconscious level of how to detach from these 
firmness that we've established as ourselves. And I know it sounds scary, and for some, it's kind of like going against the fact of having self-esteem, because then does that mean you question yourself? Well, yes, it's always important to question yourself, because if you're really certain about yourself, then, then great, I mean hats off to you but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't question yourself because isn't that more the reason to allow self-inquiry because you have all these certainties and that it shouldn't be disheartening or a disappointment if you were to be proven wrong and so I think it's important as people as beings to to constantly self-analyze the balance between how flexible are we not just physically but as a person in our day-to-day decisions in the way we deal with people in our minds and our thoughts and also in our emotions and on a personal level that's important because i always identify myself as being someone overly flexible in fact too adaptive that I almost have no form that I I am deemed flaky that I am always in a gray zone because because I'm flexible and that situations can change and I will adapt to that situation which then means at some times or at most times, I disappoint people because I'm not living up to the expectations or I have basically failed the assumption of who I'm supposed to be. And I now understand why yoga was important as a tool for me because it started to shape my firmness because I was riding too much on this flexibility that that I, w- I didn't have anything to hold on to. It was almost like I felt like a Play-Doh that any time you step on it or you press on it, it, it would sh- shapeshift into anything. And, and that's not the way I want things to be. I mean, I don't mind being molded, but to a certain extent, the essence needs to be there to to speak for itself. And so... I'm learning a lot about the art of being firm, not in a way that I'm trying to defend myself, but more to not take it personally when I feel like I disappoint people just because I need to say the things I need to say or just because I feel what I feel. Because for the longest time, I would adapt and go with the flow just because it was easier and because it was not an issue for me and therefore I didn't mind to just be flexible in situations and and to accommodate people so much so that my desires and my opinion really did not matter. It sounds like a very victimizing statement but I'm not trying to position it in that way. I guess my point is for all of us to really just find 
the parts of ourselves that we think we're firm at and also the parts of ourselves that we are inflexible with and to really try to find that elasticity between these both ends because it will help us it will make us sturdier and it would just give us a better momentum in this short but sweet life cycle that we're dealing with <laughs>